you take your Bibles and turn to the book of Proverbs, please, chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8. I was thinking as we was praying, if y'all run out of t-shirts and someone wanted one, didn't get one, y'all let me know. I'll get you a t-shirt. I'll get you a t-shirt. Brother Shepherd will pray for, uh, pay for it. I'll get you a t-shirt. No, seriously, I'll get, I'll get you a t-shirt. Let me know. Proverbs 8. God willing, we'll be expounding verses 33 through 34 tonight. The title of the message is, We Are What We Hear. We are what we hear. We hear a lot of times we are what we eat. But spiritually speaking, and, and the spiritual is not imaginative. The spiritual is just as real and more enduring than the physical. And so spiritually speaking, we are what we hear. In the previous verses, wisdom told us that his delight was in the sons of men. And this being the case, we can all be assured that the wisdom of God provides what's best for man. Wisdom loves us. And wisdom created this world for us. Wisdom designed the world for our good. So we will enjoy the goodness of God if we follow His wise design for us. When people seek to change their gender or violate God's obvious natural laws, then uh, they're um, going against God's design. When the Bible says God created us male and female... And the world says, no, he created us with all kinds of genders. He created some people that are uh, no gender at all. I think they call that cisgender. No gender at all. And that's foolishness. That's an attempt to destroy the loving design that wisdom gave us from the very beginning. And to destroy God's design is very similar to what happens to the cells in your body. When you get cancer... You know, they, they start off good, they're, they're part of your body, and then they begin to mutate, they begin to change. They're still alive, they're still part of you, but they begin to morph from that original design God had for them, and when that happens, they eat you up. They destroy you. And anytime you veer from God's design, you're headed in a deadly direction. So wisdom says in verse 33, hear instruction... And be wise, and refuse it not. Now this small sentence packs some very big doctrine. And I'm going to read this verse again, and this time I'm going to place emphasis at certain parts of the verse. And I believe just placing the emphasis will help teach the verse. Hear instruction... And be wise. Take your pen if you wouldn't underscore the word here. Here. Now underscore the word be. Be. The word hearing speaks of an action that we take, right? 
We can all hear. You can choose to hear me tonight. You can choose to not hear me. You can choose to tune me out. You, you, know, you can choose to stay home and, and listen to something else. But the, the word hearing, it speaks of an action that we take, but the word be speaks of a state of being that we are in. Hearing is something we do. Being is something that we experience as the result of hearing. Now, if you would circle the, the conjunction and, and, just circle the word and, hear and be. Now, this conjunction, it links the action to the state of being. Let me give you an example. Suppose I were to say to someone, I were to give someone advice and say, well, make a lot of money and be wealthy. Well, making the large sum of money would result in being wealthy, right? You wouldn't say, well, okay, I, I know how to make a lot of money, but I'm not sure about the being part. How do I be wealthy? I, you know, I got the money. How do I be wealthy? Now, if you have the money, you are wealthy. Are is another B word, B verb, form of being. So making the large sum of money would result in being wealthy. If you make, then you will be. See how that goes together? It's the same way in our verse tonight. If you hear, then you will be. If you hear wisdom's instruction, then you will be wise. To hear means to listen to God's Word and believe it. That's pretty simple. Just listen to God's Word and believe it as opposed to rejecting God's Word and denying it. I'm not listening to that. I don't believe that garbage. Versus, I want to hear this and I believe what I've heard. Okay? So the hearing doesn't have the sense of having it on and listening to it but not perceiving and believing it. It's all entailed. Hearing is the same as uh, uh, believing it and accepting it rather than uh, rejecting it and, uh, um, and, and not listening to it. Okay? So understand uh, this, and it will make the, the sense of wisdom very simple for us common folks to understand. And you'll also see that it harmonizes the rest of the scriptures for us very well. And watch and see what I mean. If you hear what wisdom has to say, then you will be wise. Wisdom is the word of God. It's all the same. Remember, who was wisdom? Wisdom is Jesus. We've learned that. Jesus was the great architect in the beginning. Who is Jesus? In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Wisdom is Christ. Christ is the Word. The Word is wisdom. It's all the same. So wisdom is the Word of God. To hear wisdom is to listen and believe the Word as opposed to rejecting and denying it. So what the Bible is telling us tonight is, is that faith, believing, and, and a lot of people get tripped up when it comes to words. Faith in God's Word makes God's people wise. That's all it's telling us tonight. 
hear and be wise. That's the result of hearing. Hear and be wise. Listen to Romans chapter 10 verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Now we could, we could break that uh, scripture down and just uh, uh, substitute the words from Proverbs tonight, couldn't we? Faith comes by hearing. In other words, if you hear, then you have faith. If you believe what you've heard, uh, in other words, if you're taking God at his word, what he's told you, that is faith. And then faith comes by uh, hearing what? God's word. What is God's word? That's wisdom. So you could say, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by wisdom. Hear and you will be wise. It's the same as faith. Faith comes by hearing God's word in hearing God's word as Proverbs 8.33 tells us tonight makes us wise. So here's a deduction tonight. Wisdom comes from the scriptures. And faith in those scriptures makes us wise. Faith is the same as hearing God's word. Therefore, hearing is the same as believing God's word. And believing the word of God that you hear is the same as being wise. You see how that goes together? I think it's beautiful how Solomon in the Proverbs and Paul in the book of Romans are saying the same thing even though they're speaking from different directions. Here's a kingdom truth. If your interpretation of a verse in the Bible doesn't harmonize with the rest of the Bible, then you either misunderstand the verse or you misunderstand the Bible. If your interpretation of a verse in the Bible doesn't harmonize with the rest of the Bible, then you either misunderstand the verse or you misunderstand the Bible. And in this tonight, when you look here again in, in, in Proverbs 8, uh, 33, and you look at uh, this in Romans and you compare these two, they're saying essentially the same thing. And by doing so, we're able to define words. We're able to understand what the scriptures are telling us. Being wise is not, is not um, walking around with all of these concepts in your head. With being able to quote off terse sayings and, and uh, very, very wise sayings. That's not what it means to be wise. To be wise means to hear the Word of God, and believe what you've heard. And, and believing that Word that you hear, because the Word's wisdom. So when you believe that wisdom, what just happened? You now have that wisdom in your mind. You now comprehend wisdom. You have accepted that wisdom. Wisdom, having wisdom, being wise, does not mean that you so much are wise but it means you possess the wisdom of another person. All wisdom belongs to God. And if we have God's wisdom in our minds, 
In other words, we believe his word. That's the only wisdom God gives us. If we have God's wisdom in our minds, then we are wise by virtue of having the wisdom of another. We don't try to work wisdom up. We don't try to be wise in the sense of us being wise in ourselves. But we be wise by what? Hearing. And you don't hear yourself. You can only hear another party. So hear and be wise. Listen to what God says and then you'll have God's wisdom. Believe it. So the kingdom truth is God's word is God's wisdom. Therefore, believing God's wisdom is having God's wisdom. Don't make it complicated. Faith comes by hearing, Paul said. So wisdom said, verse 34, blessed is the man that heareth me. You see how well that flows with the book of Romans? Faith comes by hearing. Blessed is the man that heareth me. Now when I see the word blessed, I always think of it as opposed to the word cursed. When you, when you look there in the book of Genesis, it all starts out with blessing. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and, and all that. God blessed them. God blessed this. And everything's blessed until sin. And it's not until sin to where the blessing turns to Cursed is the ground for thy sake. And now suddenly everything is cursed. But now we see that the person who hears the word of God receives the blessing of God. Now if you hear the word of God, you receive the blessing of God, that means you're rescued from the curse of man. So right here in the book of Proverbs chapter 8... Verse 34, we have yet another principle from the book of Romans, which is what? For by grace are you saved, saved from what? The curse of sin. For by grace are you saved through what? Faith. And remember, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So when you hear God's Word, meaning you believe God's Word, then you are blessed by God's Word, you receive the blessing of God, therefore you're delivered from the curse of man. Who is wisdom? Not what is wisdom. Who is wisdom? Wisdom is Jesus. Wisdom was put up on the cross for all of us to behold. As Jesus told Nicodemus, he says, as Moses lifted the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. As Jesus told his disciples, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Now when Jesus said that, he was not talking about being lifted up in praise and worship, as a lot of people misunderstand. The Bible says, this he spake, signifying what death he should die. So he's talking about, when I'm lifted up on the cross, I'll draw all men unto me. When Jesus is put on the cross, then we have the wisdom of God hung on that cross for us. Christ, the wisdom of God, is there for us. And that wisdom says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That wisdom says that God loved the world so much... That he took our sin, he put on Jesus. And only a fool 
is going to stand before God in his own merit and his own sin. And a wise person is going to believe what Jesus did and stand before God in Jesus' merit and Jesus' righteousness. And by believing the wisdom of Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are blessed. Therefore, we're no longer cursed. It's believing that wisdom. And you can be delivered from uh, the curse of sin in many, many different ways. Uh, for example, uh, if, if I uh, sin in a particular matter, that sin's going to carry with it some type of repercussion down the road. If it's not immediate, I'm going to reap what I sowed down the road. Now, that's part of the curse. That's some of those thorns that curse the ground, right? And so I can be delivered from those curses of sin, but ultimately by believing the gospel, I'll be delivered from all curse of sin. It all comes back down to wisdom. Blessed is the man that doeth. Blessed is the man that heareth me. Here's a kingdom truth tonight. Wisdom comes by faith. Blessing comes by wisdom. Wisdom comes by faith. Blessing comes by wisdom. Genesis 1.22. As they put that up on the screen, listen carefully. If you're looking, if you're looking up on the screen, I'm going to tell you the kingdom truth again. Wisdom comes by faith. Blessing comes by wisdom. Genesis 1.22, and God blessed them, what's the next word? Saying. You see how all this goes together? Look how Genesis goes with Proverbs, goes with Romans. God blessed them saying. Now if God blessed them saying, that means his creation had to hear what God was saying. And when they heard God's word, then they heard God's wisdom, and by hearing God's wisdom, the creation was blessed. See how that works? It's amazing. Now, when God tells the earth, let the, you know, let the earth bring forth grass and all that, the earth has no choice but to hear and be blessed. But when God made man, he gave us a choice whether we want to hear and be blessed or whether we want to reject and be cursed. Adam heard in the sense of, of uh, letting it reach his ear, but he didn't hear in the sense of believing. He disbelieved God. They believed the words of the devil. They rejected God's word, and by not hearing, they were not blessed. They were cursed. And now the only way to reverse that curse is for us to hear. For us to hear God's word again. These are the fundamental moving parts of faith in the word of God and the outcome of believing God. The, the false teachers will tell you, speak and be blessed. That's a false teaching. Proverbs does not say that. That is not wisdom. When someone says, we're going we're gonna to speak healing over you. We're going to speak um, uh, riches over you. You need to speak whatever. And I've heard people do that, try to speak something. And that's called that word of faith movement. 
where you speak and suddenly you can speak blessings into your life. That's not what Proverbs is saying. Proverbs is saying, Blessed is the man that heareth whom? Me. Not blessed is a man that speaketh. Blessed is a man that heareth. And not blessed is a man that heareth himself. Blessed is a man that heareth me. It's got to be faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. You can't have a word of faith movement. And people having faith in their own words. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of us. No, by the word of God. This matches with the book of Genesis. God blessed them saying, who was speaking? God was speaking. Whose word was it? It was God's word. And when the, when the creation heard the word of God, the creation was, be, was blessed by that wisdom. It all goes hand in hand. And if we'll get this in our minds now, the fundamentals of how God's work, God's blessing, God's deliverance from the curse works. It's always by His Word. It's always by our faith in that Word. Taking God at His Word. So he says, Blessed is the man that heareth me. Look back in your text. Watching daily at my gates. Watching daily at my gates. Now what gates are we talking about here? Wisdom's gates speaks of the sovereign words of God's kingdom throne. Gates belong to a city. Gates belong to a house. Gates belong to a, 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 a place of God's kingdom authority. And those gates separate God's place from every other place. To get to God, you've got to go through those gates. Revelation chapter 22, verse 14. Revelation chapter 22, verse 14. Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. So here we have someone that's doing his commandments, and by doing what God says, they are blessed. What are God's commandments? They're God's words. And when they do God's commandments, what, is, what the, the doing is the result of hearing them, you see? Faith without works is dead. And so they hear God's commandments, they believe God's commandments, therefore they obey God's commandments, and now they're blessed. And, and, and all this ties together. This is not work salvation. The, the, you have to understand the context of what all is taking place here. But, but it all goes hand in hand. It all goes back to His Word and having faith in His Word. And He says, they have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Now, the city is speaking about God's kingdom. When we study through the book of Revelation, we learn that the church is a city and Jesus is her king. And the gates go into the city and the only way to go into the gates is through faith in God's word. But, but that gives us an understanding of the gates, waiting at his gates 
talking about his kingdom gates. We're sitting outside his gates. We're sitting at his gate, and we're waiting on our king's word, waiting on our king's wisdom. God rules by his word, and those of us who will be ruled by his word will be blessed by it. I'm going to say that again. God rules by his word. How did he rule the earth in the beginning? God's, oh, that's, that scripture's gone. How did he rule over his earth in the beginning? God spake. How did God try to rule over Adam and Eve in the beginning? God spoke to them through his word. How does God rule through us today? What are we doing? We're learning his word tonight. We, he rules through his word. Jesus is the light of the world, and we walk in that light of his word, of his wisdom. So God rules by his word, and those of us who will be ruled by his word will be blessed by his word. To watch daily at God's gates is to seek to hear and obey his word to us every day. The Bible describes our mouth as a gate to our heart. Psalm chapter 141. Psalm chapter 141, verse 3. All the pictures should be getting clearer as we go through this. The psalmist says, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. And so, uh, and that word door is the same Hebrew word translated gates in the book of Proverbs. So, right here at our mouth, there are gates. And that controls what comes in and out of our heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In the same way we sit at God's gates, we sit outside God's mouth. He rules his city. He, he rules his church by his word. And so we sit attentively at Christ's mouth to listen to his words. Just like the woman that sat to listen to Jesus speak. And Martha wanted her to go in and work. Jesus said, no, she's chosen the best part. She can have it. I'm not taking it from her. Food can wait. This food can't. So the, the word door, again, is the same as uh, translated gates here tonight. Wisdom said we should be looking back in your text here, waiting at the posts of my doors. So wisdom has doors, which are gates... And those gates control his heart. And from his mouth, these gates, God rules his kingdom and he speaks through his gates of his mouth. And we should be sitting outside his gates waiting on his word. The post here uh, uh, of the doors, that's like what they put the blood on. Remember in the book of Exodus? They put the blood on the post of the doors. Now, uh, a night or two ago, one of our church members uh, sent me a message wanting wisdom, wanting uh, biblical counsel on a particular matter at work. And when this person asked me this question, I immediately, as I'm reading their text, began to... Uh, pray and say to myself, what does the scripture say about this? What does the scripture say about this? You know, and asking God for wisdom to help me understand what the scripture says about this. I knew I couldn't answer apart from applying the scriptures. And when I paused 
to ponder the Word of God before giving my answer. Do you know what I was doing? I was sitting down outside the post of God's doors. That's what I was doing. What does God's Word say about this? What do the Scriptures say? This is literally what the people had to do to inquire the Lord back in the Old Testament. They literally had to sit outside the gates or, or, or sit at the post of His doors, if you would, uh, of, of the temple. Uh, you, they inquired by God who dwelt in the most holy place. They spoke to Him on the basis of the sacrifice that was made at the brazen altar and the blood that was applied upon the mercy seat. If you're taking notes, you can write down Exodus chapter 25 verse 22. Exodus chapter 25 verse 22. God said, And there will I meet with thee, and I will commune with thee, means I will speak with thee, from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims which are upon the ark, of the testimony. That was God's house. Of all things which I will give thee commandment unto the children of Israel. So they inquired of the Lord and God gave them his direction from the temple. In between the two cherubims where the blood was applied to that mercy seat. But those cherubims and that blood and that temple were only pictures of the true house of God. That true house of God is in heaven. And the true Savior who died there, the true sacrifice, uh, and, and who shed His true blood as a, an atonement for our sin, now sits at His right hand. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 23 through 24 says, It was, necess it was therefore necessary... That the patterns of things in the heavens, now that's the tabernacle in the Old Testament, the tabernacle and the temple, those were the patterns of things in the heavens, should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves, that is the true house of God, the true tabernacle of God, where God truly speaks to us from His throne in heaven, He says, with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. So to wait at the doorpost of his house today, where he communes with us from his mouth, from between the two cherubims where the blood is applied, is for us to approach God on the basis of our faith in Jesus to hear what he has to say to us through the Bible. To walk in obedience of our faith in what God says. You say, well, Brother Richard, I believe the Bible, therefore I must be wise. Well, you're wise to believe the Bible. But anybody can take the Bible. Any foolish person can and often does take the Bible and says, well, I believe the Bible to be God's Word. I do. But they don't know the Bible. They don't read the Bible. They don't study the Bible. They don't go to church to hear the Bible being taught. But they say, well, I believe the Bible. Well, the more we hear in Jesus' name, the wiser we will be. Hear and be wise. The more you hear, the more you'll believe. The more you believe the more wisdom you'll have, the wiser you'll become, and the, and the more blessing His grace will bestow upon you. So with that, we'll go ahead and stop tonight. 
I hope you can appreciate the intricacy of God's Word from Genesis to Proverbs to Revelation and to the book of Romans, how well it fits together. Father, we thank you so much for your precious Word. We thank you, Father, that we once, Lord, bore the curse of our sin that came as a result of direct disobedience to your word. And Father, now that curse, Lord, has been removed from us. And we thank you, Lord, just as the scapegoat went off to a far place where no man could ever see it again. So the curse of our sin and the sin that brought that curse has been removed, Father, where we can never see it again, put as far away from us as the east is from the west through Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord God, that you gave us the word to believe. And by believing the word of the gospel, Father, we have been blessed eternally. And our curse is forever gone. Help us, Lord, in a practical way as well, in a daily application of that as well, Lord. Be diligent, Father, to sit at your gates, to wait at your doors, to hear your word, to believe every word that you speak, Father God, and apply it in our daily lives, Father, that, Lord, as you spoke to the earth, and it was blessed, so you'll speak to these people here tonight, and to your servant tonight, Father, and we will be blessed as well. In Jesus' precious name, as you told the earth to be fruitful, Lord God, so may your word cause us to abound fruitfully unto you in your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.